Do you wait for everything to be perfect and lined up straight before you make a choice? How hard are you trying to get everything in your life right? What if jumping in and getting messy is one of the ways to find out what works for you? Discover how being willing to mess up can create the phenomenal life you truly desire. Get ready to quit judging and start embracing all of your messy adventures. Now, here's your host, self-declared messy living expert, Katrina Fava. Hey there, welcome to Messy Adventures in Living. Thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Katrina Fava. Messy Adventures in Living is a radio show all about everything, actually. It's all about anything we want it to be. And it's, we really look at busting some lies um, about ideas and beliefs that you have that might be limiting you on this show and encouraging you to jump in and get messy with your life, um, choosing and then and then seeing what shows up rather than waiting to get all the answers, to know all the answers, to know what's going to happen before you make a choice and, um, and embracing living rather than waiting and, um, and waiting and waiting and waiting and not living. So, um, thanks for joining us once again. Um, I will talk a little bit about me and then I'm really excited to introduce my guest. So my name is Petrina and I like to play in a whole bunch of different areas of my life. I am a mom. Uh, I have three great kids. They are 12, 11, nope, they're 12, I forgot their ages. They're 12, 9, and 6. And um, they're awesome. And they, 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 what do they do? They give me so many opportunities to look inside and um, look at all of the things that are not fun and push me and encourage me to get messy, actually, and to just choose and then see what shows up. They're awesome, and I totally love them, and I'm so grateful for them. And I am also a registered nurse. I'm a pediatric nurse here in Toronto at Sick Kids Hospital. I have been for 19 years, and I have had so much fun um, and I've learned so much from the families that I care for and the beautiful little patients that I've cared for over the years. Love it. Um, I'm also an author um, in three great books. Uh, Creations is one of them, Conscious Conception, conscious Fertility, Conception, Pregnancy, and Birth. Um, the other one is called Possibilities in Parenting, where I contributed a chapter on bullying called Toolbox for Bullied Kids, which is so cool. Check that out. And also The Power of Releasing Judgment, in which actually I am a co-author with my guest today. You can find all of those books on Amazon.com. And if you would like to reach me, um, I am also an Access Consciousness Bars and Body Process Facilitator. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can reach me at Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. So what is our show today? Well, guys, today our show is called the gift of deadbeat dads. The gift of deadbeat dads. What? You might be thinking, what the heck is that all about? Well, my guest today is the beautiful Keisha Clark, and she is a happily unconventional change agent, I love that, who blends her capacities in the intuitive modalities and divination arts to facilitate her clients and students into greater awareness, clarity, and confidence in their lives, and with their bodies. Keisha is also a performing artist, a motivational speaker, author, and the host of Living Wheel radio show right here on A2Zen.fm. 
just recently, she began a collaborative uh, venture with one of her partners in consciousness, Rhonda Burns, co-hosting their weekly web sh- webcast show called Sexually Speaking. Keisha is all about empowerment and shattering the countless lies and myths that get in the way of people having it. You can find out more about Keisha. Just find her on Facebook. The link will be on this replay page. Just scroll down and click. Hello, Keisha. Hi, beautiful Petrina. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to play with you on my show. Welcome to Messy oh. Adventures of Living. Thank you. I'm. I love messy. I adore you. And how awesome. much fun can we have today? <laughs> Thank you. How for much fun can me. we have today? <laughs> so we're talking about um, deadbeat dads, and um, this topic has been swirling around in my awareness for a while. It's um, kind of personal, um, and I heard your show on your uh, radio show, Living Wheel, um, called. Your show was called Honoring. Our Father. It was um, for any of you listening, if you'd like to check it out, June 17th. You can find it in the archives of Living Wheel right here on atizen.fm. Um, and and um, you spoke of, of honoring your father figure, your Uncle Henry, in such a beautiful and amazing way. Oh, God, I just loved it so much. And then you mentioned um, that you had done another show called The Lies of Legitimacy, um, because you you were born um, with one parent and another parent who was not available, and so and then I took a listen to that show and I thought, oh my god, this is awesome! And so I just knew I was like, yep, me and Keisha, we're doing this one, so we're doing this one together. Um, so yeah, if any of you want to check out either of Keisha's shows, both of those are great. Honoring Our Father, the date for that one is June 17th, and The Lies of Legitimacy was April 29th in her archives. Check those out. They're awesome. So, okay. I know, right? <laughs> okay, so deadbeat dads. Deadbeat dads, absentee fathers, they abandoned you. They forgot you. They made you cry. They abused you. They drank. They gambled. Or they basically just were not there. They treated you like garbage. What could possibly be right about any of that? Have you felt left out, ripped off, rejected? Did you grow up proving you could make it without them? And are you still angry? So what if the what if your dead be dad has been the gift you have been unwilling to receive? Um, today, my guest and I, medium and intuitive Keisha Clark, We'll be connecting with dads who have been far from ideal. Um, if your dad has passed on and you'd like to connect with him and release some of the junk you're holding on to, uh, we are available for that today. What could be possible if you were willing to receive the unexpected and unlikely gift of him? Wow. So, yeah, so I guess... I guess I can. I'll just talk a little bit about what what this is for me, and then I want to hear um, what what this is for you, um, Keisha. So my 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 parents um, split up when I was seven, and um, I watched my mom oh, um, really struggle with trying to keep her family together, while also dealing with infidelity from my dad, and so I was really swirling and swimming in a lot of 
thick hatred, hate energy um, towards my dad. And I could tell that my mom was trying really hard to do the right thing and not show that how much she hated my dad, but she didn't really, it was kind of hard. <laughs> and so I was really swirling in a lot of very interesting points of view about him and what a jerk he was and what an asshole he was and what a horrible person he was for leaving. Because ultimately, like, I had visitation with him for a little while and then, um, and then I actually was feeling very uncomfortable, which we'll go into because I know what that was now, um, feeling really uncomfortable. And so I actually asked not to see him anymore. And so over the course of my life, I like had all of this anger kind of towards him. Um, and then learning the tools of this modality, access consciousness, not only because of that, but you know, over the years, things started to change. I actually um, got in touch with him after like 20-something years. My brother and I really wanted to talk to him. And using the tools of access, I really was able to drop a lot of the judgment and realize that a lot of my feelings and my thoughts towards him were not even mine. Um, and and he um, passed away, uh, I think, three years ago now. And the gift of the tools of access in, the, in that moment for that ha- have been beyond what I can even express in words. Like, Thank God I had these tools in my hands because it allowed it to be beautiful, whereas I think it could have been really uncomfortable. So that's that's kind of, in a really short <laughs> sentence, my experience with, you know, the deadbeat dad thing. Um, what do you know about about this and dads and absentee dads and in your oh, life, wow. You know, I, I, like you, I spent a really long time having some insanity around all of this and um and i do um I, I do share this i go into a little more detail um in the episode honoring our fathers and uh the lies of legitimacy and um really in my younger years um my situation was a little bit different i got to have both um a, a, someone who i was supposed to call dad <laughs> who i really didn't uh like and really never got along with. And then I also found out um, through another person's interesting choice to be unkind, um, or perhaps it was a kindness in a in a strange package. <laughs> At eight years old, I didn't receive it as kindness. Um, you know, I found out that, or it was brought to my attention that um, there was another kind of a lie existing in my family, which was about where did I come from, you know, who, who my, my biological father was. And so the, the weirdness that happened in my particular experience of father figure kind of guys, um, before I started to acknowledge <laughs> my uncle, um, was really the energy around all of that for me was this conflict energy. And really, mm-hmm. I had some very unkind opinions and points of view about men and fathers. And, you know, and I saw people, I saw other kids who had these, like, wonderful dads who, like, did things with them and took them places and participated, you know. And I was like, wow, that was just sort of like a unicorn to me. You know, it was a myth, <laughs> you know. And um yes. And then I began to, probably in my early teens and then throughout my teens, I kind of went through a series of things that I really, uh, hmm, there, was, there, was a, there was a duality. Like there was conflict and there was 
still the weirdness around men and like I just didn't really know what to do with them. Um, but for my first seven years, I had my uncle who really was everything that I heard and and watched other people experience as a father figure. And I, once I got through into my awareness about, oh, this stuff with these guys that I, you know, that were a part of my mom's life that I really never got along with, I, I didn't have to make that, I didn't have to let that stick me. I could actually receive the gift of being with my uncle, having the time that I had with him, and acknowledge the incredible gifts I received from him. He didn't have to be my biological dad, you know. Um, right. I, I got those gifts. And then from the men who I uh, had the interesting experiences with, I actually have been able to choose and acknowledge to, to see the gifts from them as, of them as well. And... Um, but I did not have the, the most honoring opinion <laughs> or point of view about a lot of men and dad and the whole role and the, you know, I, I bought into for a while that men were stupid and that all they wanted was blah, 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 and, you know, things like that. Right. And and it can really kind of mess up your world. So <laughs> Yeah, kind of, just a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah. a little. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. I mean, so much of that I can relate to. Um, I think the, um, when you talk about the uncomfortable, that uncomfortable energy, that energy of conflict, um, I, ha- I also ha- had a lot of that growing up. It was always this uncomfortable twist in my stomach, conflict, someone was going to fight. Um, you, you know, there was always some fighting going on and and it was just uncomfortable. And I wanted to um, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the tools of access because um, for for anyone who's listening who maybe who didn't have a deadbeat dad but maybe has a a, a partner who's a deadbeat dad and is worried about their kids, I often want want to feel like I want to tell people who are um, you know in the middle of a divorce or who the other parent is you know who they think is a you know quote unquote deadbeat. Um, I often want to like yell at them you know it, it's really okay like your kids are not going to be screwed up. <laughs> you know, they don't yeah. have to yeah. be screwed up. And like, you know, yeah, my dad wasn't around, but you know what, actually, I had a really loving extended family and I li- we moved in with my grandparents and I lived with my both, two of my grandparents and my my aunt, who was my mom's sister, and my, so my brother and I, and like we were happy and we were provided for and we did great stuff. And I mean, not to say that I didn't miss having a dad, but I mean, really, I'm okay. And yes, there are things that kind of stuck me, but I'm okay. And a lot of times I feel like I want to say to people, it's going to be okay. Like your kids are actually really stronger than you think they are. Um, And, you know, there's some awarenesses that I have now many, many years later and some great tools from Access that I think um, can shed some light and can give some, some, can really empower these kids to, to look at things, to look at this differently. Yeah. Um, we are actually already at a break. How did that happen? Um, <laughs> so you are listening to Messy Adventures in Living. We're talking about the gift of deadbeat dads with um, my guest, Keisha Clark. If you'd like to call in and ask a, Keisha a question, or um, Keisha has some great mediumship and intuitive capacities. If uh, you'd like to connect with your dad, you can give us a call here on a to Zen F- dot FM. The numbers are posted on the website in the top right-hand corner. Um, we're going to go to break, and then we'll be right back with more from Keisha and I on the gift of deadbeat dads. Don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. 
Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. Beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? Beingyouclass.com You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255 In Canada, 613-800-8736 In the UK, 033-0001-0625 Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at patrinafava.com Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Hello and welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. Thank you for joining us today. If you're just joining us, our topic of the day is the gift of deadbeat dads. So we are looking at, the, at this idea of what a deadbeat dad is and looking at the possibility that there is a gift there. And um, I know, I know that um, there are so many gifts that I have received from my dad, even though he has pretty, been pretty much absent from my physical life um, for most of my life. Um, I was able to really embrace the idea that um, even though he was not present in my life, there are so many things that I could have received from him had I not had a whole bunch of judgments in the way. Um, and this is not to say that it's okay to um, pick up and leave your family and dump your kids and leave your partner with all of the responsibility of your children. So that, that's not what we're saying on this show, right? Um, but this is just really what I wanted to 
to bring to light is this is something that's so incredibly heavily judged. And as Keisha and I both know, <laughs> since we are both authors in The Power of Releasing Judgment, we might know a little bit, <laughs> a little bit about judgment since we probably had a lot of practice using it in our lives. Um, judgment changes, yeah, just a little bit, right? Judgment changes nothing, nothing. And you cannot create anything from a place of judgment. And also you can't see the truth with the clouds of judgment in the way. And there, this whole deadbeat dad thing is so enormously judged. I googled like images of deadbeat dads yesterday and oh I got God. all these face, Facebook memes. What, I posted, oh my goodness. Did you see them? I posted them in the yes. Facebook um, event for this oh radio show. Yeah. Oh my God. The intensity of hatred is palpable. Like it's just, oh my God, everybody just wants to kill deadbeat dads. Like it's it's beyond kill. It's like mutilate and just rip apart a oh, deadbeat yeah. dad. And again, not saying that it's okay to, to just, you know, dump your kids and abandon them. But wow, if we could drop the judgment and really ask some questions and be aware of what's really happening, you know, what what could we actually receive from them? Because you can receive from anything. Right? Yeah. 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 Oh, boy. Okay. So in the chat room... In the chat room, someone is asking to connect with their dad. Did you see that? So it's Christine in the chat room. Would love to yeah. hear from my dad. So do you need her to call in or can you connect? Do you, um, if, if there's a particular oh, question like and you want to come on, Christine, or if you want to type it in, we can do that. The way I tend to, the way that this sort of happens for me, or because I'm mm-hmm. kind of a combination of intuitive work, all the clairs, clairvoyancy, clairsentient, all of that. Um, and so it, if you want to call in and ask a specific question, that'll kind of give me, or or write it in the chat, like I said, that'll give me um, a, where, a place that I can kind of begin the conversation with them. So there's definitely a presence here, and um, it's a, a really lovely presence that I'm perceiving. So ask your mm-hmm, question, my is. darling. <laughs> Hello, lovelies. Hello, Christine. Welcome. Well, mine is a little, little unique, so I'm going to bring in a, a, another perspective on this amazing topic. Um, my father physically did not leave the family. Um, he was very present. There was, you know, eleven of us, and um, so he had to be around for a few years. Uh, but he was emotionally so um, in his own stuff and really focused on providing that he wasn't physically with us in a way that, you know, we have the storybook idea of a dad. Yeah. And when I was 21, my father chose to leave his body. And I was really angry at him for a very long time because I felt like he abandoned me which is a different energy than the two of your experiences and yet not unsimilar. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Yes, there's quite a bit of energy. So, um where would you like to start? <laughs> you, where you go, sister, where whatever pops. Um there's really there's just this overwhelming energy that I'm perceiving of um this this generousness, this total loving kindness, and there's also a bit of um, the there is the awareness 
um, it was it was not an easy choice to mm-hmm. leave, and it was at the same time really he felt a necessity. Um, there was such a conflictual, very intense, and with a great deal of difficulty going on. And right. um, he was aware also that he could become rather unkind if he was going to have to stay much longer, and he did not want to do that. Um, right. So the choice he made was, at the time, he felt the best thing that he could do to to keep from acting out and causing a pain that he wasn't willing to cause, meaning um, being more physically challenged, more um, like he did not want to become physically abusive or unkind to any of you. Um, And so there's just this amazing kindness of him that is really, that's what's really showing up right now. Um, he's never been very far from you all, mm-hmm. and he is, uh, he gets to cheer you on <laughs> from where he is, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's enjoying seeing the things that you have been choosing. Um, I'm seeing a picture of a heart, and, <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's sort of this, you know, keep, let your heart guide you. Um, he would like to have been able to put into words more eloquently the things he wanted to say when he was here um, with you guys. And he does have, he, he feels, he doesn't, I can't say he feels badly. He just wishes he could have, that he could have left you with more um, things that he could have empowered you with by saying things to you. He wishes he could have done more of that. Um but right now he's also giving me this sort of energetic visual of um, follow your heart, let your heart guide you, and and be true to what it is you desire, and don't let anybody get in your way, and don't <laughs> sell yourself out. And so he is super proud of you, super joyful to, to get to play with you in the ways that he does. And if you would like to receive it, um, he is happy to contribute even more in any way that he can. So you um, you can actually have conversations with him whenever you like. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow, you guys. And just, just kind of let him hug you, yeah. Um, wow. Did, did he have a thing for coffee, or did, did somebody have a thing for coffee? Mm, well, he would have coffee every day, but I don't remember that being something particular. Okay. Something about have coffee with him is, is sort of like oh. a, a thing I got. So okay. um, maybe that's usually when I'm slow. You, you know what I mean? When, uh, I, when I kind of take a minute, <laughs> where I'm usually going 70 miles an hour, as you ladies know. <laughs> uh, right. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. You know what's so Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was just going to say what's interesting to me is this energy of um, Petrina. You said you posted, you saw all these pictures of deadbeat dads and how much hatred mm-hmm. was out there. And you know how much have these men not actually been guided to know how to be a dad? Like, what does mm-hmm. it actually mean to be a dad? And right. when they, when they get to these places where they don't know how to be 
um, that it's, like you said, Keisha, it was easier for my dad. He didn't want to cause any more pain, so it was easy for him to leave, yeah. right? How much is that actually occurring with the men yeah. that don't leave their bodies but physically leave the family? Right. I, I totally get that. And, and I think, like, similar to, to moms, like, there are so many projections and expectations on being this thing called father, right? Or any of these roles that we play. But there's something about fathers and mothers in particular that are so heavy with expectation and um, so heavy with definition. Like, this is what it means to be a dad. This is what it means to be a good dad. And if you're a person who doesn't enjoy those things or can't fit that definition, then mm-hmm. the judgment, the self-judgment and the judgment from others is so intense that, you know, I wonder how many of them just feel like such incredible crap. Like, what is worse than failing at being a parent? Yeah. yeah. Right? So it's like, God, I suck so bad, I should just go. Yeah. I'm just going to leave because th- I failed at the thing that is most important in my life. Right, being a parent, being a father—how could I fail at this? It, it, yeah, I mean, it's so heavy with judgment and expectation um, that if you're a person who doesn't, en- you know, enjoy or feels like they can't fit into that box of definition, then, well, then why are you even here? Right? You're, yeah. yeah. How dare you? Yeah. yeah, exactly. How dare you? Oh my God, yes, that energy of how dare oh. you? How dare you leave your family? Yeah. Like, what the hell? Oh. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have very yeah. much judgment on my ex who left when my son. Was right. <laughs> no, not at all. I think I forgave so, him about three weeks ago. To tell you the truth. <laughs> can we? Can we? There's some energy. Can we clear it? Can we clear? Let's yeah. clear it again. Because <laughs> you know, just a little on. bit of energy on this. Oh my God! So all of the places, all of the judgment that we have held on to around deadbeat dads whether they be our own dads, our ex partners, um, deadbeat moms, deadbeat deadbeat family members who abandoned us all of the all of that energy that we are holding on to and because somehow it defines us or something will you please um okay revoke recant rescind reclaim renounce denounce destroy and create all of that oh yeah (laughs) right and wrong good and bad pot and pop all nine short boys and beyonds um, for any of you listening who don't yeah. know, that's the access consciousness clearing statement. It's um, something that we use to clear a whole bunch of energy. Um, you can find out what it means on its very own website called theclearingstatement.com. Not going into it on this show today. <laughs> oh. I love that it has its own website. I yeah, know, right? There's a, there's, <laughs> yeah. You are so welcome. Thank, Thank you so much, um, Christine, for calling in with that. That's awesome. It, 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 this yeah. opens such a beautiful door, and and I just I also would like to acknowledge Christine's the the being who was her father, um, for for really allowing us to have um, a, a little peek into some of what goes on. You know, it's it's so interesting working the way I do now. Um, it it opens up my world, and it it's like I'm in such a more vast hugeness of the universe. Um, with so many more possibilities and so many more perspectives that I'm able to connect sure. with. And it changes. It, it it really does completely change how we can look at this and how we can choose to proceed with this. And yeah. it, for all of you who are there, who are in the world, who are listening to this, whenever you're happening into this conversation, I just, I would love to invite you to, to, 
play with some questions around this. Um, you know, how much of your identity have you locked into the scenario that you might mm-hmm. be hanging on to? And and what else could be possible for each of us if if and when we are willing to let go of those definitions and those justifications and those, you know, we get into defending the wrongness of the other person and the rightness of ourselves oh, oh, really mm-hmm. frequently, especially mm-hmm. with this type of topic. And, and again, as Petrina said, we're not asking you to completely excuse things that have taken place. No. What we're inviting you to is to get into a space of greater awareness and, and, Ideally, our target is, you know, to be in the place of allowance and and be just, you know, can you acknowledge, okay, this happened and this happened and I felt shitty and I wanted to kill them and I hate their guts and and it and what if you played the game of yes and? So right. I, I, that's one of my favorite things to do. Yes and. Okay, yes. So it that was a shitty thing for them to do. Yes and. Uh, but I curse them for the rest of their life. Yes and. <laughs> <laughs> and keep mm-hmm. that energy moving. And I wonder if you might get through a few rounds of yes and, and what else are you aware of? And and I would be surprised if you did not come to some more of your awareness with regard to, oh, wait a minute, you actually have some choice here. Mm-hmm. You can let it mm-hmm. stick you, or you can actually see the other person different. And yeah. for me, uh, one of the particular tough situation experiences or, or the people, the person for which it was really tough for me to get here, were, there was two of them in particular, and both of them just happened to have been married to my mom at some point. And um, one of them is no longer living. The other one is still in a body here. And in both cases, I had a level of oh, ha- <laughs> hatred for these people and when I got to the awareness of, okay, you know, one, I could make a different choice here, and two, what, am, what do I really know? What am I really aware of? Um, right. with, in the case of one of them, you know, I was able to just look at what was going on, have my awareness about things that were going on at that time, and... Um, it it allowed me to have more space. We're not friends, and I don't see us being friends, this guy and I, ever. Um, you know, it's not, we don't resonate with each other. And at the time that he knew me, I was like four, five, and six years old. Um, and so I don't have an expectation that we meet and have this massive, you know, coming together and it's all fairy tale fabulous. That is not even in my list of desires. I just have a different awareness with regard to him and what was going on for him and things, you know, where he was functioning from. And that's one of the biggest things is when we can get to more of our awareness of where people are functioning from or chose to function from, it changes everything. It opens a door to us that can truly allow us to to choose our empowerment and, and, let go of all of the craziness and really the the confliction and the <laughs> it's sort of like the chains of what that resentment and vehemence does to us and to our bodies and that's one of the biggest things oh god yes um 
you know, there is a real trauma. There really is trauma that we experience as far as when we're talking about bodies. Um, in, in the field of somatic body work, um, there is a lot of trauma that goes on. And it, it, may, it doesn't have to be the same as when you're trying to navigate a physical landmine. You know, there, it really is, our parents' relationships can be a landmine when we're children. And to navigate that is equally uh, challenging. And there is a great deal of trauma that we carry in our bodies um, that we don't really acknowledge and, and that is not really acknowledged in the general conversations that take place around this kind of topic. And mm-hmm. so for, for anybody who's also just, you know, if you feel like there's just you cannot get there, um, I invite you to have some body work done. And, and if you know people who practice yeah. any of the access body processes, I would ask that you, you know, get your bars run. That's that's yep. one of the that is the first thing you learn about access if you ever take any of the classes. And and there's fantastic body processes um in addition to the bars that you can have done with you to your body, run for your body. Mm-hmm. And you can actually um uh, I don't know if we can yeah, that's not necessarily appropriate to say. So the point is get get to the space to take care of you and mm-hmm. um, and include your body. And that's that's kind of really the point I'd like to make is include your body in this. Our bodies um, are the vehicles that we have experienced these things through and our bodies carry a great deal of that, that junk, you know. <laughs> um, totally. And especially if we've never been introduced to ways to, to process these experiences right um so yeah so i'm kind of rambling if you want to jump in anytime yeah i just you know i get i remember as a kid like lying in my bed at night listening to my parents fight and really feeling it in my body for sure so absolutely your body locks a lot of this stuff in especially being so young and what i wanted to say about that whole thing about being so young is that um really how aware are we at that age? And I really know now um, there's a tool in Access Consciousness that goes, who does all of this belong to? And when I started to look at my 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 childhood and this whole thing with my parents, I really got uh, in such an intense level how much of everything that I was feeling was not mine. Yes. Yeah. I I very clearly remember one night lying in my bed crying, and I did not know why I was crying. I must have been like seven or eight years old. And just the tears were just coming and coming, and I was almost looking at myself going, what the hell? And my mom heard me crying, and she came over, and she was like, what's the matter? And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, come on, Petrina, just tell me whatever it is you can tell me. And I was like, no, I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm just, yeah. I don't know why I'm crying. Like, I'm just crying. And yeah. and she was like, well, is it school? Is something going on at school? And I was like, no. And then she said, is it about your dad? Because my parents had just, were just separating. And I was like, I don't think so. Because I remember this thing in my world that I was like, I don't, I don't really, this is not really impacting me that much. Like, do you know, it's hard to explain because on yeah. some level I felt it intensely, but on another level it was like, okay, yeah, he's not here, whatever. It's it's weird. Yeah. And and I kept yeah. saying to her, it's not, I, I'm actually really okay. Like, yeah, this kind of sucks, but I'm okay. And and she was just 
she kept going, it's okay, Petrina. Like, you can tell me. I understand. Like, it's okay. You know, your dad left. Like, yeah, that's bad. You can say it. And I, and in my head, I was like, no, that's not it. But then finally, I was like, yeah, I guess that's what it is. Because what else would there be? Yeah. And then she, right? And then I started to buy it. Isn't and it was like, well, yeah. yeah. It, when, I, when I looked at that, I was like, oh, my God, look at that. You know, how many nights was my mom awake crying in her bed? Oh, yes. Many. I was aware of her, and I still am to this day. I was not mine. And all of the points of view, like my grandparents were just, my grandmother just hated the guy. Like, she, you know, my grandparents helped him come over from Italy and set him up, and she kept saying he came with no shirt on his back. Like, the hatred in the house was so intense. And, um... And you know, and that's what I want to say to parents who have kids. If if you got if you and your partner are are going through this, like, you know, if you we can empower them and and acknowledge that they are really aware, they are so aware of the energy. Oh um, so yeah. be aware of what's coming out of your mouth, but also be aware of your energy because they are yeah. picking up on it. And and it's okay, yeah. and not not to freak you out, like, but at least acknowledge them for their awareness and be like, you know what, like. You know, is all of this really yours? And, and like, if we can empower them with these tools, it would make it would oh make God. things yeah. so much easier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, I'm gonna go out. I'm just gonna like put it just out there that that's probably one of the, in my interesting point of view, that would be one of the greatest gifts you can offer your children if yes. you are in the moment of of something like this occurring in your life, or if this has occurred for you um, as a parent. One of the greatest gifts and contributions you can offer your children is to allow them to have the space to have their awareness. And really, before you protect or shield or Mm -hmm. comfort your children, really one of the best things you can do for us, from my my child, speaking from my child, (laughs) from my 4-year-old and my 7-year-old and my 12-year-old, is you can acknowledge what's going on for you. Yes. And if you're pissed off at the other person, be pissed off, and it's really okay for you to be pissed off. I'm just going to invite you to be pissed off out of the presence of your children. And I'm going to invite you to not ask your children to be your buddy in the process. Right. And I know a lot of people, our children are the only place we can turn for many of us. And, and, Certainly, in my case, um, it was just sort of by default, you know. Um, mm-hmm. There weren't a whole lot of people around. So it was, it was, I was one of the people who was there to talk to. And our children are there. And we want to, we feel, I know it's, it's we feel like we want to include them. We feel like we want to disclose everything. In some cases, we do. Some parents don't feel that way. Um, but really, if, if you are able to get to the space of acknowledging what's going on for you and really having your awareness for you, you will, the choices that will become available to you and to your children um, are so much greater than than when the choice is to be angry and to hold your, you know, really involve your kids heavily in the process. It's one thing to make them aware. It's one thing to give them information to empower them. It's another thing entirely to ask them to be your therapist. So just just putting this out there as an invitation, I'm not making yep. anyone wrong for the choice they're making. 
because um, I know it is a it is a very difficult situation, and yeah. you know for for many reasons on many levels. Yeah, <laughs> so, and and also yeah. for them to be aware of themselves because you know no matter what you do or don't say because I you know my mom was pretty good about being careful about what she said about him in front of me. I mean she clearly acknowledged that she thought he was a total asshole. I mean, that's not, you know. <laughs> but I know that there was effort on her part. Like, she used to say to me, you know what, you can go with him on the weekend. He's your dad. He, she kept saying to me, you know what, he's always your dad, and it's your choice. Um, and she would say it, and I knew there was something under there. Like, I knew she was scared, and I knew. So I could perceive it as a kid, right? Like, I could perceive the energy behind it. So also, like, yes, be careful what you say around your kids, but also work on you and and clear your own stuff because that's the best way to not, you know, to to to, to that's the best thing to give your kids is to work on you first because they are so perceptive. They are so perceptive and it doesn't matter what you don't say. They are picking up on you intuitively so much, so much. Like I can't even, I don't have words to express it. Like I just know how much I was intensely aware of everyone around me when I was a kid. So we are going to go to break. (laughs) Ah, I want to keep talking, but we're going to go to break. Take a breather. (laughs) So um, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Gift of Deadbeat Dads on Messy Adventures in Living. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. In the U.K., 033-0001-0625. Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. We're talking about the gift of deadbeat dads with my awesome guest, Keisha Clark, today. So before we went to break, we were talking all about kids and how incredibly aware they are of the energy that's going on in the house when there is discord or, um, or you know, separation and judgment and that kind of thing. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, um, the gift 
of deadbeat dads. Um, and I just want to talk a little bit about my awareness that I came to with my own dad. And maybe Keisha, we can we can maybe we can tap into him a little bit. And um, I I think I think I've been able to to communicate with him since he passed away a, a little bit, and I know that he's around. So, but yeah, let let's 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 see if he pops in. But what I wanted oh. to say is that. Once I was able to really drop the judgment and um, and the judgment that this sucked for me, like that I was the victim of this, because a lot of when I grew up, I was like, this sucks. I'm the girl without a dad. I never had a dad. And I really did miss having like the love of a father figure, even though I lived with my grandpa and he took good care of us. There was something missing. Um, and that's what I missed a lot. But I... Um, I came away from the victim energy and I just looked at it and went, okay, you know, what, what, look at the gifts he's given me. And there's so many, you know, what if, what if I chose him when I was a kid? What if I chose him just based on DNA, right? Like, you know, he was very musically inclined. Um, and my mom used to say to me, like, you know, and, and I also, you know, and I know that I got that from him, right? His love of music. He played the trumpet. I, you know, I kind of sort of a little bit play the piano and, and, but also something else. Um, my, my mom went to a, a psychic one time many, many years ago. And I remember she played the tape for me of what she said. And I remember something stood out and she said, he's a dreamer. And, when she said that, and I don't know if it was how she said it or how my mom interpreted it, there was this energy of, I was like, oh, he's a dreamer. And then there was like, oh, he's just a dreamer. He's a dreamer. He yeah. can't get his shit yeah. together. And so I made myself wrong for most of my life. like, oh, my God, I'm like him. Like, I'm just a dreamer. I can't get my shit together. And now that I have dropped the judgment and really look, been able to ask the question, like, what is the gift here that I'm not seeing? It's like, oh, my God, thank you so much for giving me that, that gift of being the dreamer. Um, you know, so, you know, what is it about your dad that, that you know, maybe you are unwilling to acknowledge because you've been told or you've bought the lie that he's just this big asshole who screwed up your life? And if he, you didn't buy that lie, would you be able to see the beauty of the gift? that that person yeah, may be for you. Could we, for, for everybody who's willing to, to choose this, could we let go of this word abandoned? Um, yes. And everything that that brings up. Um, yes, thank you. The, the, there's, a, there's a big energy with your, the person I'm, I'm receiving who is, has been your dad. Um, and, and he's not necessarily saying this. It, it's, an, it's something that I'm just, he's bringing this through. He's like, because he and you apparently have played many times. <laughs> mm. And and there's just this real, uh, there's a beautiful energy of the two of you um, and the things you create together, the things you do for each other and and play with together. Um, mm. And that just brought up a point for me of if we took, if, if we let go of what we have made the word abandoned mean and everywhere yes. we've used that as a label, you know, uh, to stamp over <laughs> the possibilities of our lives and our choices, what else could we be aware of with all of right. these people that we've held in judgment for, for the choices they made? Um, and if, if we let go of the need to make any of their choices right or wrong, what else could we be receiving as, your, right. as this beautiful topic brings us? Then, then can we open ourselves to receive the gift? And what if the gift is something really easy, like, oh, 
I have the power to choose what I desire to create in this life and be in this life. Oh, their choice did not have to brand me forever. I don't have to wear it like a scarlet letter or a, a bad scar on my face. You know, it's, it's allowing them to have their choice. Um, what if, what freedom could that give you? And that's really what Petrina and I are playing with here. When you allow yourself to have that freedom, everything changes. Everything changes. And and you you maybe find that you're not as pathetic as you might have wanted <laughs> to think you were. <laughs> <laughs> because even your deadbeat dad could not take your power away. No matter what Absolutely. anybody said or wanted you to believe, yeah, um, yeah. There's just there's a lovely energy with with this this being who showed up when you asked about your dad, and um, and it's and and that's the thing. It's like we're all in this to play together, folks. Um, right. So sometimes it does get confusing, and sometimes it gets fucking difficult. And so whatever someone chooses at whatever point in time, yes, in the moment it can be. It can be a pain in the ass. It can be a son of a bitch to deal with. And you know what? That never has to mean that you don't get to make the choice for you about how you respond and what you choose to do. And that is that is something I desire to leave you with today. Um, if, if you have any takeaway from this conversation, um, yeah. <laughs> so, well, I won't get on yeah. my soapbox. <laughs> Yeah, no, and all, thank you for acknowledging that thing about the word abandonment, because I also was like, God, what is the energy on this word? And you know what I think it is, too? Th- that separation is a lie. Yeah. You know, my dad and I, I know now that I was actually very connected to him throughout my life, even though he was not physically present, right? Like, energetically, I was aware of him. Yeah. We were aware of each other. I know that now. Um, but, I, you know, I didn't really know that ne- then, because I bought into the lie of separation. And so, you know what if separation and abandonment is a lie and if someone is not physically present can you still connect with them can you still play with each other wow we could talk about this forever so thank you keisha so much for coming and playing with me and talking about this this is awesome and thanks to all of you for being on the show and for contributing in the chat room and for christine for asking her question um thank you to all of you and um i will see you again very soon next week with more yumminess right here on messy adventures in living stay tuned for more awesomeness goodbye have a great week thanks for playing with us on messy adventures in living Katrina Fava will return next Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We'd love to have you join us again. Until then, have fun creating your phenomenal life, mess and all. <laughs>